Today, Trent Griffiths shoots down a theologically bad cliche. God does not help those who help themselves. God only helps those that are willing to admit they can't help themselves. Lift up your eyes. From where does my help come? From the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Welcome to Resonate with Trent Griffith, Senior Pastor of Harvest Bible Chapel in Granger, Indiana. I'm Aaron Paulus. Chances are pretty good that there's something in your life right now that is threatening to pull you under. Something insurmountable, something overwhelming. Can you identify? Last week, we heard from Pastor Trent that the Israelites who were on pilgrimage to Jerusalem had to ascend thousands of feet from Jericho all the way up to Jerusalem. As they went, they sang songs as they walked together. And one of those songs was Psalm 121. It describes the daunting hills they saw all around them. Well, you're on a journey to you, and the hills surrounding you might seem too tall. Like the travelers on the way to Jerusalem, you also need to lift up your eyes to the maker of everything. Here's Pastor Trent with the conclusion of the message, lift up your eyes. What kind of hills are they talking about? Well, of course, we were talking about the physical hills there in Israel. Those represent insurmountable objects that you and I think we, there's no way we can get on the other side of those hills. And even if you were to ascend one and get to the other side, you would find that at the top of that hill, you're just looking at another set of hills on the other side. How many of you felt like, hey, I I conquered Monday, but then Wednesday showed up? Anybody ever feel like that? Yeah, you got a hill on Monday and you thought you were doing great at the end of the day and then all of a sudden something else happened there. Hills can seem insurmountable. And in a spiritual sense, you and I have faced many hills that seem like, I, I think I'm, I, I'm ready to go home. I, and, and if you've been stopped, maybe you've been stopped by one of these hills. First of all, the hill of fear. Anybody going to turn on the news this afternoon? What are you going to see? They're probably going to tell us about what the crazy politicians are doing in Washington. And if they get any time after that, they'll tell us a little bit about the nuclear threat there in North Korea. And then we'll tell, you know, tell us about the racial violence in our country. I mean, it just never stops. Listen, if your eyes are focused on only what you can see, you will be terrified. And you will run in terror to the hills. Listen, don't let the terror of what you see with your physical eyes stop you in your journey, your ascension, to get to the place where God wants you to go. Here's another hill that stops us, the hill of temptation. 
If you're a Christian and you're trying to please the Lord, the world, the flesh, and the devil is going to throw everything it possibly can at you to get you to stop, turn around, and go home and quit trying to get to the place of holiness and purity in your life. And if you're going to get there, you've got to get your eyes off of the temptations that this world throws at you. If you've been feasting your eyes on impure images, lift up your eyes and see the beauty of Christ and the reward that is yours because you have lived a life that's pleasing to God. Lift up your eyes. Don't get stopped by the hill of temptation. Some of us get stopped by the hill of bitterness. The reality is there are so many of us that have been hurt, lied to, stolen from, neglected, abandoned, cheated on, and you're thinking of the person that did that to you right now. And it was at that point that you got hurt and you stopped ascending to the place God wanted you to go. And you're so focused on the anger and the bitterness and the revenge that you would want to get if you could, it has stopped your spiritual progress. It's a hill of bitterness in your life. Until you choose to trust that what happened to you was completely within the providence of of a loving God. Until you thanked God for every person in every situation he has allowed into your life. Until you fully and freely forgive those that hurt you. You won't take your next step in following Christ. Some of you have been stopped by the hill of opposition. And the reality is you have decided at one point in your life, I will follow Jesus. No turning back. I'm going after it. Nothing can stop me. If he lived a life of surrender, so will I. If he came out of the grave, so will I. And that's real easy to sing on Sunday morning in a crowd full of friendlies. But then you head back to work and you head back to school and you realize that your stand for Jesus is not going to make you popular. You're not going to be well-liked. You're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be mislabeled. And you're like, I think I'm going to let somebody else stand for Jesus today. And I'm just going to kind of blend in or hide out. And it stopped your spiritual ascension. Lift up your eyes. Stop looking for the approval of men and look for the approval of God. Lift up your eyes beyond what you see in the hills of opposition and then the hill of unbelief. The world would want to convince you you can only believe in what you can see. And God says we live by faith, not by sight. Lift up your eyes. There is a whole world of spiritual truth that is available to those that can see beyond the hills. And so the psalmist says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. And it terrified him. And so what the next thing he said, he says, um, let me ask a question. From where does my help come? Do you understand that God allows the hills to convince you that you need help? Will you admit you can't handle the hills on your own? Will you cry out and ask the same question? Where will I find some help in this journey? 
Well, that leads us to our second point, and it's good news. My ascent starts when I look to the hand of the helper. So I told you there's two kinds of eyes. What are they? Physical eyes and what? I told you there's two kinds of hills. There's hills of crisis. It's all those five things that we just saw. But then not only crisis, there are hills of success because some of you looked at that list of five things and you're like, I'm so glad I don't struggle with those. I mean, I know some people that do. They're so lame. But I've climbed those hills. I've conquered temptations and I'm not afraid of anything. And the problem with you is now you are facing a mountain of pride that thinks you can do it by yourself and you don't need God's help. That hill will keep you from ascending as well. If you are in that area, would you get your eyes off of yourself and your accomplishments and your achievement and your elevation and realize you need God's help as much today as you have ever needed it? No matter how far you've come, your next step in following Jesus is completely dependent upon his willingness to help you. So there's two kinds of hills, hills of success and hills of crisis. Both will stop you in your ascent. And then we said there's two kinds of help. There's created help and there's creator help. Look at it here in verse two. He asked the question, where does my help come? He answers his question. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And so do you want the help of only created things or do you want the help of the one who created them? In reality, some of us just wish, if I could just find a friend, that I just, I'm so lonely, if I could just find the help of a friend and some of you, when you get in trouble, you call some friends, you text some friends. Listen, friends are good, that's created help. Lift up your eyes beyond your friends. Some of you are single and you're like, if I could just get a help meet. I mean, I read the Bible and the Bible says God created Eve to help Adam. And if I could just, Lord, I just, can I get a little help? Just send me a wife. Now, a wife is a created thing and a, a wife is a wonderful helper. But you've got to lift up your eyes beyond even your marriage partner. Lift up your eyes beyond your marriage. Some of you say, if I could just get some, if I could just get an education. I mean, if I could just get enough money to pay tuition and, and get a degree and then I could get a job and God, I need a job. I've got an education. Just give me a job. A job's good. An education is good. That's created help. Lift up your eyes beyond your education, beyond your occupation. Others say, if I could just get enough money. Listen, if you had money, you wouldn't need God. Because you need things that money can't do. And as long as you've got money, why do you need God? Now that explains why you don't have money, doesn't it? Because God wants you to want his help more than money's help. And so many times God will dry up the money so that you'll cry out for his help. God's the one that created those hills to get you to understand you can't climb them on your own. Lift up your eyes beyond the hills. God wants to give you the help of the creator. So he says, look to the one who made heaven and earth. Help is available for everyone who will admit they need it. But some people are too proud to acknowledge you're helpless. 
all of your education, all of your friends, even your church, certainly not your pastor, is enough to help you. When, when I was in, in high school, I'll give you a little image of me as a 17-year-old. One of the greatest accomplishments of my life, my friend Pate and I won the humorous duet competition in the state of Oklahoma. In other words, we were the funniest two people in the whole state. Okay? And the way we won that was we, we had a skit that we put together and we choreographed and we kind of wrote some of the lines there and, and actually made a dumb skit funny. And, um, and the, name of the, the name of the skit was This Man Needs Help. And my friend Pate played a psychiatrist who in his office waited for people to come who needed his advice and needed his help. And so I was the crazy guy that stepped into the office, but I was so crazy at the end of the skit, the doctor needed more help than I did, which is a perfect analogy to pastoral ministry because have you ever tried to help someone who didn't think they needed help? How many of you have tried to help someone that did not admit they needed help and yet it was so obvious? You, you are so helpless. And sometimes this is the job of a parent, right? We have, we have kids. They're, they're totally going to kill themselves within 24 hours if they don't listen to the helpful advice of a parent. And yet what do they do? They're dead. I mean, we have the funeral. It's over because they don't listen, right? And so, so often people are so arrogant to think, I don't need anybody's help. I got this. And listen, would you just acknowledge this morning? You are absolutely helpless to get to the place God wants you to go unless by his grace the one who made heaven and earth comes to your aid he's waiting on you to admit I'm helpless my help comes from the one who made heaven and earth. No amount of money, no amount of intellect, no marriage, no church can give me what I need. I am completely dependent upon the one who made all those things. Secondly, my help comes from the one who never gets tired. Are you a little tired this morning? Yeah. Do you know that the fatigue that you are feeling is actually a merciful gift to you from God? It is. Look at verse three. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. See the word keep there? He uses it five times in this passage. He not only wants to bring you to a place, he wants to keep you there and he's able to do it. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. A little sleepy this morning? It's a merciful gift to you from God. Think about it. God could have designed you never to get tired. God could have designed you never to need sleep. But the way that God created every human being in this room is after about 16 hours of being awake, God puts you to sleep. You run out of energy and you go unconscious for eight hours. 
During those eight hours, do you know what is happening? God is completely and thoroughly running the universe without you. (laughs) Why did God design you to go unconscious a third of your life? It's to convince you he doesn't need your help. Can I ask you, how well do you sleep? You say eight hours. (laughs) I haven't slept eight hours since I was 18 months old. (laughs) Why is that? Do you have trouble falling asleep? You put your head on the pillow and it's like, oh, I got a bank account, the kids, the job. I forgot to read my Bible. Got to go to church. Uh, And your mind doesn't shut off because you are trying to solve problems that are God's responsibility. They're too complex for you. He's trying to get you to go unconscious so he can work on those things without your help. My help comes from the one who never gets tired. God doesn't need your help. Relax. Close your eyes for eight hours. And then when you wake up, lift up your eyes to the understanding that God has everything under control. Lift up your eyes. My help comes from the one who never gets tired. My help comes from the one who keeps me safe. Again, going back to this word keep, look at it here at verse five. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. It's interesting there. It says the sun shall not strike you. When I was in Israel, uh, again, at the lowest places, it's the hottest place. We were there in April. It was 104 degrees in Jericho when I was there. And the sun can kill you in Israel. You're always looking for shade. You're always looking for a shield. Listen, there's things in this world that can burn you up and burn you down. And God says, I'm going to step in between the source of the heat and you to give you shade. And he promises he's going to keep you there. He will keep you from harm. The Bible says he will keep your life. Now, now wait a minute. That, now what? There's some things that if I was to obey God, I might risk my life. True. The world's even got this figured out. It, it keeps showing up in lyrics of songs. Have you heard this phrase over and over in songs? Um, that which doesn't kill you, what? Makes you better. I mean, the world's kind of figured this thing out. It's like, oh, it's a great phrase. And so let's just keep going, you know. And we kind of have the idea that we'll be tough and we'll be rugged. Listen, that's self-help. What the Christian knows that the world doesn't know is this. Not only that which doesn't kill you makes you better. That which does kill you makes you perfect. So what? It kills you. You're upgraded into heaven. No more temptation. No more tired. No more sleep. 
Because you, you have everything you need sufficiently to renew you every day. And so my help comes from the one who keeps me safe. And understand this. God not only keeps me safe, he keeps me saved. I need God to save me as much today as I did on the first day I trusted him for salvation. Because I still sin. I, he's still saving me from sin. And understand the process of sanctification never stops. He keeps me safe from harm. He keeps me safe from evil, the evil temptation that my heart so easily goes after. He keeps me safe. And then finally, my help comes from the one who keeps me going. Look at the last phrase. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. Do you see that? He will keep your going out and your coming in. Let me ask you an honest question. Be honest with you. Where do you need the most help? Where are the greatest hills in your journey? Are they on the inside of your home or on the outside of your home? Some of you are like, oh man, um, man, it's just hard at home right now. Marriage is hard. Parenting's hard. There's temptations in there. I go home, it's just like, man, I'm a failure. That's, that, that's where I stop growing. If I could just stay over here at church in my small group, and I could just, I could just stay out in the way, I could go boating and fishing and hunting. I mean, that's where, the, that's easy. But when I go home, when I go in there, it's hard. That's where I need the help. As a matter of fact, I don't even think I want to go home anymore. I, I, I'm tired of being married. I'm tired of being a parent. I'm just going to stay out here. The Lord says he will keep your going in. You know what you need to hear this morning? Keep going in there. He will help you with the hills. He will keep your going in. Some of you are like, man, it's, it's not. I like to go home. That's, that's where it's easy. My, my, my job's awful. My boss is a grump. My, my, my work is no f fulfilling, no satisfaction. As a matter of fact, I keep looking at what's going on in the world. I think I'm just going to go home and stay. I think I'm going to go down in the basement. I'm going to board up all the windows, and I'm just going to crawl in a hole and pray. I'll become a monk. I'll read my Bible, and I will pray. I'm never going out there again. What's that verse say? He will keep you going out. Keep going out. Keep going out. Keep ascending the hills. There is help in your going out and there's help in your coming in. Listen, we said there's two kinds of eyes, physical eyes and spiritual eyes. Can I ask you, do you have spiritual eyes? Maybe this morning you need to ask God to give you spiritual eyes to see the help that is available. There's two kinds of hills. There's hills of crisis. There's hills of success. And no matter how far you've come, God wants you to take the next step. No matter how far away you are, no matter how low you are, God is inviting you to ascend. There's two kinds of help. There's created help. There's creator help. Have you ever gotten to the place when you understand that you don't just need God to kind of cheer you on? You don't just need to kind of Lean on him. The problem is not that you're, one of your legs has a limp. The problem is you're dead. God 
in his grace has to come get you. The story of the gospel is this. Before you could ascend, Jesus had to descend to where you are to become human like you. And that's what he did when he left heaven. He came to earth. He came to where we are to help us get to a place. We were helpless to ascend until he came. And then at the end of his life, do you know what he did? He strapped that cross to his back. He ascended the hill of Mount Calvary where he died on that cross to help people who couldn't help themselves. That's the story of the Bible. That's the story. God does not help those who help themselves. God only helps those that are willing to admit they can't help themselves. Lift up your eyes. From where does my help come? From the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Would you just simply cry out for help right now? Would you admit to him, Lord, I, I am terrified. My eyes are focused on the drama and the chaos of this world. Today, I want to lift my eyes to you. Some of you are so fixated on the approval, the attention, the acceptance of other people. That's where your eyes are. Would you tell the Lord, Lord, today I'm lifting up my eyes to you. I want your approval. Would you tell the Lord, I'm in a low place. I'm in a valley of exhaustion. I'm in a valley of bitterness. I'm in a valley of sorrow. I need your help, Lord. I feel like turning around. I feel like going home. I need your help. He invites you. Lift up your eyes. Father, today, we acknowledge how helpless we are. All of our intellect and our creativity and our ingenuity, all of our Bible knowledge, all of our church experience, our best attempts to love, our best attempts to, to obey, they all fall short. And God, we feel like giving up. Pray that today we would find you as the great giver of help. Pray that each one of us would have eyes to see the reality of where we are, where you've called us to be. Be the lifter of our eyes this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. Isn't it comforting to know that the Lord is your keeper? If you're a child of God, he's your protector and he's not going to allow anything to come your way that isn't filtered through his loving and capable hands. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, I don't have that kind of relationship with the maker of heaven and earth. Well, there's great news for you. Jesus Christ lived a perfectly God-honoring life and then gave up his life so that any who trust in him can find the help, the salvation that they need. Will you cry out to him now? He helps those who are spiritually helpless. He calls out to the spiritually deaf, and he breathes new life into the spiritually dead. Lift up your eyes. He's there, and he will answer. If you're searching for a solid, Bible-believing, gospel-preaching church, would you think about visiting Harvest Bible Chapel for a worship service? 
you can join us on either our Granger, Indiana or St. Joseph, Michigan campus. We'd love to have you. You can find service times and locations when you visit our website, harvestgranger.org. Again, that's harvestgranger.org. You know, the news is full of accounts of disaster from all around the world. And next week, Pastor Trent will continue in our series, Lift Up Your Eyes, with words of comfort during disaster. It comes from the prophet Isaiah. You won't want to miss it. Thanks for listening today. I'm Aaron Paulus. Keep lifting up your eyes. And my prayer is that God's word would resonate in your heart and mind this week. Resonate with Trent Griffith is a radio ministry of Harvest Bible Chapel Granger, harvestgranger.org.